Together, growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the second book of Samuel chapter 9. It is a beautiful story of David and Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth is the son of Jonathan, and Jonathan is the son of King Saul, who is the first king in a Jewish history from the biblical point of view. And so in verse 1 of chapter 9 of the second book of Samuel, David asks an important question. David at this stage is now in power, is in charge, he's enjoying the fruits of his kingdom. And so he asks, is there any survivor of Saul's house to whom I may show kindness for the sake of Jonathan? And David, we know, had a very good relationship with Jonathan and he had made a pact that he will do all that he can for the house of Jonathan. And so David looks back when everything is going well in his life and is asking, is there anyone else that lives in the house of Saul? Is there anyone else whom I can show favor because of what the Lord has done for me? And Ziba is brought in and Ziba was Saul's uh, servant. He was a guard. He worked for Saul and so he knew Saul. And so when Ziba is brought in, Ziba is able to tell the king that, yes, there is a young man whose name is Mephibosheth, who is the son of Jonathan. But there is an issue with Jonathan, is that his feet are crippled. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to start from the attitude of David. He has reached his goal in life. He has achieved, he has shown success in his own life. But David is able to go back and to give gratitude and to show that sense of gratitude to God and to the people to whom he believes he owes this sense of gratitude for. And that he sends this sense of gratitude too. And so he goes and he says, I want to show favor to Jonathan. But Jonathan is dead. And so the only person that I can do and show my gratitude is the son of Jonathan. And so to in our own lives, I think one of the most important things that we are asked to look into is to count our blessings and to be quite honest with ourselves and to ask ourselves, how did I make it to where I am? Who are the people who have contributed to the person that I am in here? You know, it could have been our parents. It could have been our siblings. It could have been our spouse. It could have been anyone. It could have been someone from church. It could have been someone from work. And the whole sense of gratitude goes a long way. And maybe we need to pick up our phones. We need to phone someone and say, I thank you for the role you have played in my life. And many people, they do good and they don't want to be thanked. And others, they do good, which comes naturally to them, but they do not really know the impact that it has on our lives. And so one of the greatest gifts and one of the great, greatest lessons that I think the story of David and Mephibosheth teaches us is the sense of gratitude. Number two, it's a sense of counting one's blessings rather than misfortunes in life. David is now sitting as a king, he's sitting comfortably, but he does not forget 
that there are people that he has to thank. There are people to whom he's indebted because of their role in, in his life. The other thing which is also important and I would like us to, to look into briefly is Mephibosheth himself. Mephibosheth is a son of Jonathan and by right he has a right of succession. He should be sitting where David is sitting. And so when Mephibosheth is brought in by the king, he's probably terrified and he's probably scared and thinking that his life has come to an end. And David extends the hand and he says to him, no, I'm not going to do any harm to you, but rather I want to restore to you that which belonged to your grandfather. And that's an important thing. The Lord says to us in the scriptures, he will restore and he will give back to us that which has been taken away from us. So he's a God of restoration. And so all the things that I have lost, all the things that you have lost, all the things that have been taken away from us, the Lord promises that he will give back to us in hundredfold. And so we, we learn something absolutely powerful and absolutely beautiful about God. A God who restores and a God who gives back to us what we know we need the most in our own lives. Then there's also another aspect in the life of Mephibosheth. He's crippled. Now, when David calls him, he sees a man who is crippled. And so David will ask him what happened to him. And if you read the second book of Samuel, uh, chapter 4, uh, from verse 4, you realize when the story of Mephibosheth is told and how he was crippled. He was not born crippled. But one day, his nanny, as they were running away after hearing the news that his father Jonathan and his grandfather Saul had been killed in a war, he was, they were running away and he was dropped. Because he was dropped, then they crippled. Or through his being, being dropped, his feet were crippled. And so you find an interesting aspect of someone who was not born crippled, but because of a fall, because of an experience in his life. And so too in our own lives, some of us, we were never born the way we are today. Some of us, we were okay and we come from good, healthy families. And some of us had good, healthy relationships but along the way, somebody dropped us or we even dropped ourselves. And so we were crippled. And probably the people who crippled us are long dead and buried. Some of them will never come back to say they are sorry. And some of them don't even see a need of apologizing. And some crippled us intentionally and others unintentionally. And for some, they became victims of a war that was going on without them knowing. And so they look at their own lives and they realize that along the way I was crippled. And so when we meet people, we need to be careful and we need to be kind. We need to take off our shoes, as it were, with a great sense of humility, with a great sense of appreciation, with a great sense of reverence, because we do not know where they've been through. We do not know what has happened in their lives. We do not know when they were dropped and who dropped them. And for some people, it has taken them years to deal with their own inadequacies. And for some, it has taken them 
quite a number of years to deal with their own pains, to deal with their own frustrations. And so they had to learn to, to, to live one day at a time. There is a beautiful slogan in AA, one day at a time. I'll only become and remain sober only for today. And so for some people who were dropped years ago, it has only been recent that they've been able to deal with the hurt, to forgive and to be healed. Yes, physically they may have healed, but emotionally. And to be quite honest, most of us are bruised. In one way or the other, we are broken. And we need to be healed. We need to be loved. We need to be told that we are loved by God despite what everything that has happened in our own lives. And so when Mephibosheth is brought in, David is bringing in a crippled, but David is not going to treat him like a crippled. David invites him to come and sit at the table with him. And one of the most powerful symbolism of him sitting at the table with the Lord, anyone who sits at the table, you don't see their feet because their feet are under the, the table. And so they are all equals and they are all starting on the same page. So David is also able to repair uh, that relationship and to restore that dignity in Mephibosheth. And that's what I think we are called to be in life. When we find someone in trouble, when we find someone who's fighting and who's dealing with a, a particular uh, difficulties or addiction or an experience in one's life, Ours is not to judge. Ours is to be more loving. Ours is to be more helpful. Ours is to, to, to journey with those people and to do all that we can in order for them to find and to reach their own goals. May Almighty God bless and protect us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.